G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast, home of holistic development. Brownie, how are you, legend? Good, thank you, Cameron, and good morning or good afternoon or good evening to anyone listening out there today to the My Peak Podcast. We hope you've really enjoyed the episodes that we've been uh, putting out weekly. We um, are really enjoying recording these ones and really think the last few episodes have answered some really good questions we've had from our athletes and our parents. So if you haven't quite yet gone through that content, make sure um, after this episode you go back and slowly make your way through the last few episodes. Yes, today's episode is going to be another look into our 10-week mindset program we're putting together here at My Peak. And it's actually going to be the very first topic of that program and it's going to be about the seven shifts in mindset you can make to turn either a negative or maybe a disadvantage mindset into a positive or an advantage mindset. Yeah, I like that. And I love when we outline how many different things we're about to roll through in the podcast. It really feels like we have some tangible takeaways for you guys to implement. And um, Cameron and I love giving the information for you guys, but One thing that we pride ourselves on is giving you the what, why, and the how, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on. It's it's great to have information, but knowing how to apply it is where the power lies. Yeah, awesome. All right, I like that, Brownie. We're going to dive into our first shift in mindset. So the very first thing we need to do and the first rule of the mind is if you want to climb out of a hole, the very first thing you must do is stop digging. Yeah, self-sabotaging is something that... Oh, I think we do in everyday life, but you know, athletes can so often do this. And I think this comes back to one of the other topics we speak about a lot, and that's mindfulness and, and sort of being aware of the situation and how things are rolling and giving yourself the opportunity to sit in a moment or pause in a moment and go, I've actually got to get this shovel down. I'm, I'm doing more harm than good going this way. Yeah, mindfulness is a good one. It's just about recognizing the situation here. So once you identify that perhaps something in your mindset needs to be shifted like we're talking about on this episode as soon as you realize that the first thing you need to do is yeah put the shovel down so that you don't actually make the hole deeper the deeper you make the hole then the harder it is to get yourself back out so the very first thing we need to do is once we do identify that little part of your game or that part of your training that's perhaps setting you back what can we do right now to put the shovel down so then we can uh, convert onto a few of the next rules of the mind that we're going to discuss today. I think this one in particular can sometimes be so obvious. It can hit us plain in the face that we need to make a change. Um, but sometimes I also think that um, we dig in silence or sometimes we don't even know that we're digging. And I think one of the biggest um, digging tools most of our athletes use and something that I've fallen into the trap to uh, the trap myself sometimes is just being comfortable and I think sometimes being comfortable and just doing the same thing over and over again and you know expecting a different result or you know just going through the motions at training and just not really pushing outside our comfort zone can sometimes be one of these biggest digging tools so you might be thinking oh what what's something that I have to stop digging in and, and some of you will have something very obvious but other others may have something less obvious and the first thing I always think of is if I'm you know, really keen to level up or make a change, it's time to become a little bit more uncomfortable. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's dive into our second rule of the mind for our shift in mindset. So the second rule is the conscious mind can only actively process one thought at a time. It's powerful. So, yeah, it is very good. This is probably the one that 
if you can shift this mindset, it's going to help you with our other rules of the mind too. So first you need to put the shovel down and stop digging, but then understand that our conscious minds are what we're actively processing in our mind come game day or in our preparation. There's only one thought at a time that can be processed. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure we'll touch on it later, but this is why the unconscious mind is so powerful because it's doing all the computing and all the data in the background. It can focus on as many things um, as it likes, but our conscious mind, uh, that's where we're limited. That's where we can only focus on the one thing. And I say limited, but it can actually be um, advantageous to us when we're just thinking of one thing at once. If it's actually the correct thing, uh, it's going to go a long way into making us successful, um, not just at training, but particularly in games. Yeah, that's right. If you put the right thought into your mind, then it's not going to allow the thing that's holding you back to enter your mind. And that's easier said than done, and we'll unpack a strategy for that later on in this episode. But if you go out to play cricket, or play any game for that matter, if you can put the one thing that you want to focus in your mind from the outset... It's not going to allow the things that you perhaps in the past focused on or the things that you're trying to avoid focusing on to come in. And like I said, we'll give you a good strategy for that later on. And I think this is just an outstanding way to actually recognize, hold on, I can actually do something now that's going to avoid me thinking something down the track. Mm. I think the easiest, most tangible way for our athletes um, to implement this straight away is think about it training where you might be trying to do two or three things at once in the one net session whether it's with your run-up or when you're bowling or you're gathering or you follow through batters maybe you're working on head position foot position and shoulder position all at once and yeah you start to become overwhelmed if you can just simplify it back to well my mind can only focus on one thing here at a time and if I can do that one thing really well once I've done that you know 6, 12, 18 times I can move on to that next one I think sometimes we try and, um, or one, we get overwhelmed, um, you know, but we really try and juggle so many balls at once rather than just putting the other balls down and focusing on the one thing that we can control at one time. Yeah, yeah. A phrase I often hear from youngsters and or any cricketer for that fact is after perhaps a lapse in concentration, you might play a shot that you don't normally play or... Mm. You might drop a catch in the field or something. People always say, oh, I just need to focus more. Yeah, that's Well, true. the rule here, what we're actually changing is it's not need to focus more. You just need to focus correctly. Yeah. You need to know what you want to focus on so you can actually focus on that one thing because we can only process that one thought at any given time. And during that uh, period where you might have made a mistake, you might have been focusing on something else. You're still focused, but... We want to correct our focus for that moment. Yeah, it's true. And I can remember when I was playing a lot of cricket. <clears throat> Cam, you opened the batting a fair bit. I used to open the batting a fair bit too when I was a bit younger. And, um, you know, whenever it did happen, thankfully it didn't happen too often, but sometimes you'd get out first ball <laughs> or very early on. Not um, just opening either. But no, yeah. not just opening. But I think it, it, felt, it felt more... Um, uh, emphasized when yeah. you were opening the batting because there was so many things that were taking your focus away when you opened the batting. Everyone's walked out there, the game's buzzing, the umpires are setting up, everything's sort of happening at once, the game's about to get underway and sometimes you can just forget to watch the ball or you know, just execute what you're trying to execute and when I did get out first ball I used to walk back off thinking I just wasn't even ready for that. Like mm. I felt focused, I felt prepared but you know, you just weren't focusing on the right thing at once. There were so many distractions happening, and 
you know, one thing that I just allowed myself over time to do was every time I faced my first ball in a game, I would just tell myself that it's coming down at 150 clicks an hour, like no matter who was bowling at me. And that really allowed me to zone in and just focus on the ball. Um, but yeah, so often, you know, I felt I, I was focusing and I was taking in this and I was taking in that. And the one thing I was meant to be focusing on just wasn't focusing correctly. Yeah, nice. That leads us straight to our third rule. So off the back of that, you can't not think about whatever is on your mind. Yeah, I made a uh, point about this in the last yeah. podcast about not thinking about something. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you say not in your mind or don't, any of these like words not, don't, can't, these words, once you actually start after that word, put the phrase in your head, that's what you're thinking about. So, yeah. for example, um, don't get out today or don't be worried about the short ball or don't be nervous about this bowler who's gotten me out the last three times I played them or mm. don't worry about this batter who hit me for six last game. As soon as you put that phrase in your mind, that's what you're thinking about because it's on your mind. That's what you're going to think about regardless of 100%. you saying to yourself not. So the aim of the game here off the back of the last one, as soon as you start to think about not making a mistake, that's where we want to straight away like put our shovel down and try and enter. Yeah put something in our mind that flips the perspective redirect your thought to the right thing so this is really powerful off the back of the second rule if we combine these two rules and we can focus correctly on what we want to focus on yeah it's funny and you've probably seen it um in your playing career cam but there's sometimes where a bowler for example gets on a bit of a momentum ride of bowling wides and all they're probably thinking about is oh, just don't bowl another wide this mm -hmm. ball, just don't bowl another wide this ball, and all of a sudden they bowl four or five wides in the over. And it's so funny that we often straight away think of what not to do rather than what we should do. And I think like the brain obviously doesn't process that word can't or don't. They always just think about what comes after, you know, don't bowl a wide or, you know, don't bowl the ball short or whatever it is. There's no process in the brain of that don't or can't word. So I think the really easy way to fix this one is go straight to the, well, if that's not what I want to do, what's the positive that I want to do? You know, don't bowl the ball short. Okay, well, I want to bowl the ball on the stumps, at a, you know, a, a bail length or whatever you're trying to execute. Try and really, um, you know, play that out in your mind. It, it, you can do it in half a second before you run into bowl. Picture the ball you're about to bowl. Say those words to you in a positive way. And, yeah, you're not going to execute it every time, but guarantee the data says you're going to be doing it more often than not. Yeah, absolutely. And this takes us into our fourth rule, and that is your dominant thought controls your ability ability to perform, including your emotions. So earlier, Brownie alluded to and touched on the conscious and unconscious mind. So if we can put uh, the right images or thoughts into our conscious mind, then the power of the unconscious mind takes over mm. and just starts to direct your your actions into the direction that you want to achieve because that's where our unconscious mind the things that we do at training thousands and millions of time they just happen automatically it's all instincts we don't have to direct that thought but if we put the right uh thought into our conscious mind then everything else clicks into gear and follows yeah i love that you say emotions here as well cam because it's not just you know thoughts and actions but it's our emotions that can really I suppose determine our outcome here and 
if we're allowing our subconscious mind to really feel these you know, more positive emotions, so often life turns out better and our cricket turns out better and our sport turns out better because we're positive, we're confident. You know, we're shoving these into our unconscious mind. It's becoming part of our identity that we walk out as a person who is positive, a person who loves the game of cricket, person who is always confident when they do, whatever it might be. It becomes a part of your identity and people start to see it. It becomes infectious. It's such a flow on effect and you know, actions and thoughts are so important, but the emotions that we display and the emotions we allow to become a part of our identity just can stem straight into our performance so quickly. I, I feel that so often, you know, when I look around and people that are doing well in sport or sometimes even life that, you know, they're super happy people, they're, you know, quite often very confident people, uh, still humble people. I just think the best people have these positive emotions rolling as a part of their identity all the time. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and you can think about so many examples in any sport where that can apply. And Definitely. you often hear players talk about it when they perform well; they start to uh, allude to other things in their life that are going well as mm, well. Exactly. All right, that takes us to rule number five. So you are in control of your dominant thought. So this is powerful because we've just mentioned that. You can't not think about whatever is on your mind and your dominant thought controls your ability to perform. The best part is we are in control of that dominant thought. And this is what I think is the great one of the greatest parts of our program is that we give such a bridge to how to actually implement this. And like we spoke about here, you can't not think about what's on your mind. The negatives are going to creep in regardless of who you are. But the awareness to pick it up and the mindfulness to pick it up and then understand that you're in control of what you then think next is the exact bridging gap that allows you to be more successful more often. And that's exactly what our athletes are doing regularly. You know, down at training, we're practicing our mindfulness, we're doing our meditation, and the kids and the athletes and even some of our adults are just becoming so much more aware of their emotions and their thoughts that they're able to grab it before it takes over. And um, this doesn't happen quickly. It does take some time to practice. And this is where, you know, your daily habits become so important. If you are practicing that mindfulness and that meditation, you start to become super aware of what your brain's doing more regularly. And then um, the power of this rule here is that you are in control, meaning that you can make a difference on the outcome. Yeah, and this is where your routine steps in as well. If you're talking about in-game performance, and if we are in control of our dominant thought, that's where we can link the two together. Start to develop routines in your game and pre-game as well for preparation, but in specific, once you're out there in the heat of the battle, if you're developing routines that allow you to access your, bring your best version of yourself to every ball, mm. that it's like such a powerful tool to think every time you face up for a ball, you're in total control of your dominant thought. And as a result, like we just said, that's what's going to be able to perform or the going to have a the ability to impact your performance including your emotions so it is very powerful but like brownie said it's something you need to practice it's not just going to come to you after hearing this and tomorrow you're going to wake up and be able to do that consistently it takes uh it takes practice and reflection on on your performance to get better at it over a long period of time yeah and and start to implement these things at your training you know there's no point just saying i'm going to practice this when i get into a game you know if you're training two or three or four times a week with us and you know you're bowling or you're batting it's a great time to start being more mindful around your training you're not in a high pressure situation at training very often so your brain's moving a little bit slower 
So it's a great starting point for you to start implementing these things that you know are going to make a difference. And you know these are the things where you might just be doing the same thing over and over again. And this is a a digging tool. You've got to stop. You know so I've got to stop just going through these motions at training. Start implementing this. It'll be uncomfortable. There'll be some friction. You might not think you're very good at it, but two or three or four sessions down the track, you're going to be you know. 10% if not more better than, than what you were a few weeks ago. Yeah, and you, if you do that consistently, think about how much better you'll be after maybe five seasons Crazy. of consistency. All right, rule number six, a little bit different. So this is the glass half full v the glass half empty, all about perspective. So the aim of this is every event that happens to you in, in cricket or in life as well or preparation to play cricket it's neutral Mm. but you have the choice every time for what your perspective on that event is going to be so you can apply this we'll be specific with cricket for a little bit here every time something happens in a ball whether you're a batter bowler or fielder whatever your first thought process is after that is going to have a big role in how you perceive that event moving forward Mm. so a simple one is as a batter and you get dropped Mm. how many times or even one that i've seen a lot lately even at my peak after plays in the nets play a bad shot Mm. you Mm. can see the players that have the half the glass half empty and their body language straight away changes and you can see the people that have the glass half full it's just the perspective on that ball and you can almost see the difference after you've thrown them that second ball just from their reaction the difference in the body language the persona the ability to give the best version of themselves to the next ball Mm. because ultimately in cricket especially batting but bowling as well you're going to have these events or these circumstances in the game that you don't have much of control over Mm. and if we're going to be that glass half empty and it's going to play an influence on how we perceive that moment then it's going to just continually push us down to bring our best version of ourselves to every ball yeah you can really unpack this this point here number six because there's just so many times in a game of cricket and then there's such a flow-on effect to how you perceive a certain situation and i was um doing some scrolling as most of us young uh, young adults do at the moment and um a video popped up um calling yourself young there brownie yeah still pretty young (laughs) 25 26 pretty young and um, 25 <laughs> and um he said that things that you want to constantly repeat to yourself are things like wow i'm lucky or yeah. why do things just turn out great for me and it's having that mindset like you know cam said getting dropped in a game rather than going that's a horrendous shot what am i doing oh geez that was lucky well it's like you're six wides in an over well, yeah, exactly yeah so i think um, having language that you can put in place when things happen too, not just saying, oh, oh, quick, view this, you know, glass half full, what, what's positive about this? If you have some language that you can use for yourself in situations where, you know, things don't go terribly wrong, but things aren't perfect, you can straight away, again, start to put the right emotions in, in your subconscious. And a lot of these do, st- a lot of these rules do stem into the others. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how I think language is such an important part of viewing certain situations. And you spot on Cam about the athletes at training, and you can see how you know two or three balls into a session sometimes, and you almost lose that athlete for the next five minutes. Yeah. You know until maybe they do get a couple of good ones away, or they bowl a couple of good balls. And you know if you're losing an athlete for five or ten minutes, 
over a year's time once a week like it's a lot of minutes that they're missing out on so if these guys or girls can have the right language and have the right perspective on situations um yeah it's just such a such a tool for growth in comparison to maybe some of the other athletes that are out there training you know not with the right mindset or not even with the right guidance you know if there's mistakes happening at training cam and i are there it's a wonderful time to make mistakes and that's the mindset you should have like you want to be happy that you're not trying to figure out these mistakes on your own you've got cam myself henry or whoever else is down at training to start unpacking these mistakes and making sure they're not happening happening as regularly. Yeah, it's taking the more productive perspective Definitely. on the situation. That's a great way to put it. How can I use this situation to grow instead of almost using that situation as a bit of an excuse? Yeah, totally. All right, that takes us to our last, our seventh mindset shift. The seventh rule is a bit of a longer one here. If you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always gotten. If you want a different result, you need to approach the same situation with a different mindset. Yeah, I'd love to unpack this one, Cam, because you and I obviously preach the importance of consistency over a long period of time. So there's obviously a clear you know, um, way to distinguish the difference between something you need to maintain consistently to get better or something that you go, I've been doing this for too long, it needs to change. Where do you see the difference there? Yeah, it's... it's this one this last rule makes me straight away as soon as i hear this is the definition of insanity is Mm. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so if we flip that and move the other side it's the off the back of the last one as well the glass half empty versus the glass half full it's all about the perspective we need to understand that if we keep doing things and just hope that things will determine different well then perhaps you might get it once in a million times or whatnot but we want to be in control like we've spoken about before you're in control of your dominant thought we're going to be in control of our actions with our training as well so we need to make sure that we're going into every event knowing that we want to give ourselves the best chance of success and if that means that we need to try new things you talk about this all the time actually brownie about being happy to leave your comfort zone and not worrying about being judged or understanding that you might make a few mistakes in the short term and people might not see you as the as the same person but in the future you're going to open up so many doors and so many avenues and so Definitely. many opportunities to learn and grow and not just improve your cricket but improve your your life as well yeah uh, that's so good I, i'd love to do an episode of understanding leaving the comfort zone not pushing too far into you know like a fight or flight mentality where it becomes you know actually a hindrance moving we can actually touch base on that but yeah just going back to our point here i think for me when i think about consistency over a long period of time breeds results or understanding that if you keep doing this it's actually going to be um, disadvantaged knowing the difference is i think if you can look at um, you know any sort of data whether it's you know someone else who's gone through something before you or you can go and speak to a coach or whatever it might be and they can say yes look this is actually going to be beneficial in the long run for example you know you might be doing some running training and you're not seeing those results straight away but you know in a two or three month period you'll start to see those where maybe you're just training uh, you know by yourself without a coach or without a mentor and you're just running in and, and bowling 60 balls a session or hitting a few underarms every session there might be some improvement there but Mm. you're never going to hit your ceiling because it is just the same thing over and over so you want to look at maybe those people that have gone before you and ask them well when you persevered with this particular avenue or skill set did you see the results 
There's so many different ways you can do it, but I just love seeing the results or the data from someone who's done it previously. And if it's worked for them, you know, and it's it's worked for a few others or many others, then you probably know you're doing something you need to and just continue doing that. Where if you're sort of on a path, you know, sometimes, you know, on your own where you can't really see the next step, next move, you don't know where to improve next, that's maybe where you need to sort of try and find a different avenue. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Back to what you were saying earlier, because... What remember the first part about this topic is if you've done what you've always if you do what you've always done. Mm. So this is have this rule yeah. has got nothing to do with anything that you're trying to implement into your game, whether and it's like a fitness thing or something. Like say if you've run a five k every day and then that doesn't work for you over a long period of time, that's where the rule might come in. But sure. if it's something that you've just introduced into your game, then this rule doesn't apply because it's something that you got to do over a long period of time and if you're not seeing results that's when we shift so make sure if you're listening to this uh yeah you understand the difference between perhaps times where we need to be consistent with routines to get better and then times where we actually have to understand that we need to shift our mindset here in order to see some change or some improvement in our game yeah and look to make it really obvious too i think it's the great thing about this is you've got Cam and I as coaches and mentors to lean on the back of that stuff. You don't have to go in it alone. You know, even if you feel like you're quite young and you're not sure about the difference, you know, you guys have, or we've got your trust and we know that we're, you know, obviously implementing the right things for you. So even if you feel like you're still not sure how to distinguish the two, um, the very obvious answer here is come and talk to Cam and I. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's just recap. I'll read the seven that we just discussed today for everyone to recap on the first one was if you do what you've all one second if you want to climb out of a hole the first thing you must do is stop digging the second the conscious mind can only actively process one thought at a time third you can't think about or you can't not think about whatever is on your mind fourth your dominant thought controls your ability to perform including your emotions fifth you are in control of your dominant thought. Six, half glass full V, half glass empty, all about perspective. And the seventh, if you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always gotten. If you want different results, you need to approach the same situation with a different mindset. Yeah, plenty to digest today. You might need to listen to the episode a couple of times. And you know, if you're really taking these episodes to a new level, you might write a few notes on each topic. Um, but if something really stood out to you today that you feel like, yep, that's the change I need to make or that's something I need to focus on, don't wait around for a, a, some more motivation. Um, come and talk to Cam and I at training this week or if you're not involved with the program, flick us a message over Instagram and um, we'd be happy to keep you accountable to your next goal, happy to offer some advice uh, for whichever rule or two or three you want to implement off the back of this episode. Yeah, hopefully this has opened your eyes to some things that you either do currently that you want to try and shift or it's giving you some ideas that you can implement into your game so we encourage you to sit down write write down what you want to do with this information and more importantly how you're going to implement it into your game yeah guys thanks again for being around for another my peak episode uh, we love having the community that we have listening to our podcast so um, we're always happy for those um, who reach out we're here to answer any questions or uh, mentor any athletes that are keen to get involved in the my peak program so don't be afraid to reach out yeah until then we'll catch you next time on the my peak podcast